Welcome back to the Lifetime Learner Podcast and our special five-part series on the life cycle of batteries. In this episode, we are going to look at the raw materials that batteries are based on. There are a lot of different materials that go into batteries, such as lithium, nickel, cobalt, carbon. But for this episode, we are going to focus on lithium which is the main ingredient for rechargeable batteries in your smartphones or in electric cars like Tesla. Now, I don't want to bring back your chemistry days, but lithium is an alkali metal found on the periodic table. It's okay if you don't remember. This is not your chemistry class. Basically, as the battery market becomes bigger and bigger, digging for lithium becomes bigger and bigger and is now coined the term digging for gold. It's become a gold mine for lithium. There are large lithium production and mining sites all around the world. And some of the biggest ones are in Chile, Australia, China. So there are essentially two different ways that lithium is mined in. The one that we're going to talk about is called brine ponds. And I have a clip from Bloomberg Quick Take where they went to a lithium mining site in Chile's Atacama Desert. I hope I pronounced that right. They will explain to us what exactly brine ponds are. And once we listen to the clip, we'll kind of discuss it. Let's go. It's the nearby Andes Mountains that make these mines possible. Over millions of years, minerals from the mountains leach into the ground. Then they collect together and form huge salt beds, rich in lithium, sulfate, potassium, and boron. Companies like SQM pump water up through the beds and store the mineral-rich liquid in large ponds. From there, it's up to the sun to do its thing and evaporate away the water, leaving the minerals and salt behind. And nowhere evaporates better than Chile. That was a really interesting clip because, you know, thinking about battery production and the technology that batteries go into, you would think that it's more of a high tech process, but it really isn't. It's very, uh, it is spectacular how they do it, but it just seems very primitive or like just adolescent, like just something that hasn't been developed yet properly. But uh, if you wanna find more links, and look further into this research. In the show notes, you'll find images, or well, links to images, and different links and research and stuff like that that you can check out and learn more. Now, the environmental impact of these ponds is actually quite massive. I don't wanna put them in numbers because sometimes we take statistics and then blow them out of proportion, but basically, in the Chile operation that they were talking about, later in the video they talk about it too, uh, the video that this clip was taken from, essentially the water that is used to fill these ponds comes from nearby lagoons and that's where flamingos are. So in the video that this uh, clip was taken from, they mentioned that the flamingo population isn't harmed, but I beg to differ because they show some visuals and it does not seem natural. Like the whole situation does not seem natural. I really encourage you to go into the links 
and check it out for yourself. Now, the next clip I have is from Hyperchange Podcast, and the person speaking will be Vivas Kumar, who is an ex-battery supply chain manager for Tesla and is now a principal at Benchmark Mineral Intelligence. So let's hear what he's got to say. Sticking to sticking to Brian for a second. Why do we need to have brine ponds covering more area than Manhattan to, to draw our lithium? The environmental impact of this is massive, right? There is no physics-based explanation for why we need brine ponds this large. It's just that that is the technology that has been used in the industry for about 50 years. And that's just been the, you know, the, ex the established accepted way in which lithium, in, in which the brine-based lithium industry performs. And so that's just what it is. But this kind of paradigm is not going to be able to help us. Like we can't cover like the entire country of Chile with brine ponds just to be able to get enough lithium for, for electric vehicles. But if we keep doing this, that's what it seems like is going to happen. And there's a bunch of interesting companies working on this as well on direct lithium extraction. Another company that I follow, it's a company called Energy X, where they're working on direct lithium extraction to eliminate the need for brine ponds so that you, know, you can produce 10x the amount of lithium that are being produced out of these brine ponds with like a thousand X less space. As we heard in the clip, like it's just not sustainable to do it. Like you're not going to fill all of Chile, for example, that he was saying. Like you're gonna, you're not gonna fill up all of that space, and seeing that this type of mining is such an old technique and designed for such a small scale operation, even though it's like big scale, the scales are even gonna get bigger because the electric vehicle industry has just begun. Like it's going to expand much, much more, and it's gonna force these mining companies to expand as well. But the ways that they're doing it currently is just not sustainable in my opinion. And like Vivas mentioned, there are companies that are doing research and they can do it better and produce a better solution. And uh, we'll actually touch on some of these companies in the later episode. But basically it needs to happen because from my research, there's a lot of different numbers that are floating around. But one of the ones that was, you know, stood out to me is that 500,000 gallons of water is used to produce one ton of lithium. Yeah, I know. Like, you can't really justify what that means. So let me put that in perspective. 500,000 gallons is equivalent to water for 3,500 people for one year. And a ton of lithium is approximately 90 electric cars. This is not sustainable. Because everything mentioned that goes into lithium or goes into lithium mining is like there's a set amount like it's always going to run out even if we use things like water there's one other point i want to mention about the dependence on lithium now we know that batteries are highly dependent on lithium because that is the main ingredient but uh if you look in the show notes you'll find a link and in that link is a pie chart, a pie chart that shows all the different things that lithium is used for. On, on there, it says that 39% of the lithium goes into batteries, but uh, there's all that, the rest of the pie 
for things like glass lubricant, refrigeration, polymers, medical uses, and others, which also depend on this lithium mining. So it's not just like battery production that depends on it. So, you know, that begs to ask the question, like when we ramp up lithium production, does that put the other users of lithium in the supply chain in danger of delays or, you know, other things they need to worry about? Because, you know, this sector is going to suck up so much lithium. That's just something to think about there. To try and uh, wrap things up, essentially, the mining process for lithium that we currently use, like we heard in the clips and stuff, it's just not scalable or sustainable. For growth like companies like Tesla. Tesla has been ramping up production ever since they released their first car. And now they have multiple cars on their thing, on their lineup. And all of them are based on lithium ion technology. And, you know, as we invest more and more into electric vehicles, the production of lithium also has to go up. But this cannot be relied on the production methods that we talked about today are not going to save the world and it's actually going to put us in a worse spot than we are with fossil fuel powered cars so we need to you know look at the companies that are trying to make things happen in the space and make it better and we need to go and back those companies with that i'm going to wrap up the first episode of a life cycle of a battery and in the next episode we're going to look at the manufacturing processes and how that has an impact on the environment so i'll catch you in that one so thank you for tuning in and have a great rest of your day see ya